Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. There is a place where time stands still. Where nature is harsh and demanding. Where only the quick and the strong and the deadly can survive. This place is no place for civilized man. I And yes, you do. This is Annie for Showreel on 3CR, your favourite community radio station. And today... We've actually got a live guest. It was pointed out to me that we really have live guests, but we are very lucky to have uh, Charlie Hill-Smith in the studio. G'day, Charlie. How are you? Oh, I'm extremely well. How are you? I'm good. And uh, Yeah. And the last time we talked to you, Charlie, you had uh, just uh, got Motorkite Dreaming off the launch pad. Yes. And I've noticed that it's been played just very recently on uh, NTV, which was a very yes. nice thing to come across. So it's been on SBS2 and NITV this last month. That's right. A second screening on NITV. Yeah. Um, but lovely to be uh, on the airways, up on the airways. Um, yeah, Motorcar Dreaming is a uh, five-part uh, TV series about two young fellas flying microlites, which are tiny aircraft, from the Coorong in South Australia, from the Nutanjeri country down in the far south of the country, right up through the centre of Australia, through about 20 Aboriginal language nations. And I have to say, uh, I have to credit that film with uh, explaining to me the real meaning of songlines. It, ah. it was very, very... I mean, I'd heard of songlines, I mm. understood that, but... Uh, the way it, we were able to go across the country and how much of a map it is and how each of the different groups, are, uh, once you leave their country, mm. that map, that song line, is then the baton is passed on to yeah, the next Yeah, it's, it's like each, each language nation is a custodian of this interconnected story that goes from the top to the bottom or from oh, the east to the west. And it, and it, it, it is a, like a web-like lattice of connectivity across the country. And obviously the last couple of hundred years has put a lot of roadblocks in the way of a lot of those song lines. But a lot of these communities and a lot of these language nations are reconnecting with each other to reinvigorate and open up these song lines again. Obviously changed in some way, adapted, evolved, um, not as they were, but still very powerful and, and very connecting for these language groups to, to feel that, that custodianship and that, that shared custodianship of something that's much larger than themselves. And, and, it, and, and they serve a real purpose. You know, th- these are lines of trade, of marriage, of ceremony and law. So these aren't just um, uh, song... When, when we use the term song line, uh, in a Western sense, uh, song has a fairly sort of flippant, lightweight meaning. Yeah, but right. when we say song line uh, pertaining to 
Aboriginal culture, the song is much more than just a, a, a lyric and a, and a melody. The song, a, a man or a woman's song, is their story, their, their totems, their country, their ancestors, where their they essence. come from. So, yeah, so their, their song is what connects them spiritually to their country. And um, these song lines connect the custodians spiritually to that country. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, that's, it's, so I thank you for that. Uh, Motorkite Dreaming taught me a couple of different things that I hadn't quite understood. And so, that, you know, I, I say to people, go and watch this program. But you've also mm-hmm. been making some uh, – you're doing some work with uh, filmmaking in uh, Papua New Guinea. Yeah, can you t- right. Can you tell us about that? So I'm making a short film with an incredible Australian Papuan musician called Araleke. Araleke is um, is probably the most famous popular um, pop or rock star slash drummer in Papua New Guinea. And Ari's uh, father was a, a white Australian and his mother is a Papua New Guinean. And he's probably about 40 years old now. And he's a superstar in Papua New Guinea. And his awesome song which he released about a year ago called Sorong Samurai, which talks about the two towns on the tips of the island of Papua. Sorong in West Papua in the far west and Samurai in Papua New Guinea in the east. So Sorong Samurai talks about the whole island. So I'm working with Ari. Ari's an incredible uh, muso. And we're making a a film. The first part of the film is for the Commonwealth Games, actually, uh, which is in the Gold Coast 2018. And they commissioned Ari and I to... I'm directing and Ari's producing to make a film, a cross-cultural film about Papua New Guinea because they want films about Commonwealth countries. Oh, so right. th- this, this is two birds with one stone, Australia and Papua New Guinea in one story. And it's a story about Ari, who's the drummer, teaming mm-hmm. up with a drum maker from West Papua called Dennis. Now, Dennis had a dream about three years ago. and In his dreams, Dennis is always connected with his ancestors and he listens to his dreams and he gets messages from his dreams. And as a drum maker, he's he's an incredibly great builder. And in this dream, his ancestors came to him and said, Dennis, you must take the drum that you love and build and you've got to take the drum back to the village. You've got to take the drum back to the Papuan people. The colonial experience of 300 years of the Dutch and their version of fascism and then... Uh, 70 years of Indonesia uh, and their colonial fascism has stripped the drum out of traditional culture in really? West Papua oh, and, that's and re- replaced it with Christian with Christianity and Islam. Much the same as the Christians took the drum out of our pagan history, so too the Christians have taken the drum out of Papua. Isn't that fascinating? It is. It's the same old neo-colonial experience going around and around. So what, in his dream... His ancestors said, you must take the drum back to the village because the drum, the, the tifa, as they call it, or the kundu in Papua New Guinea, is, is a connector between the past and the present, between the land and the spirit. The drum is, that, is, that, is a medium between life and death, and it personifies traditional Papuan culture. So he, also in his dream, his wow. ancestors said to him, not only do you need to take the drum back, but you need to do it by building a giant boat. So he built a 100-foot war canoe in, wow. the, in the jungle of West Papua. Yeah. And then he... This re- is Fitzcarraldo. It is Fitzcarraldo, and it, it's Noah as well. It's very biblical. Um, and he, he realized that he needed to get a great drummer to help him take the drum back to the people, someone who was known and popular. And that's when he met Ari. So Araleke and Dennis 
have teamed up, and, and I was recently in West Papua shooting the first part of this film, so I got to see this giant war canoe. It's a 100-foot-long outrigger canoe, the likes of which have not been built in West Papua in 50 or 60 years. And they've crewed it with drummers, and they're going to sail the canoe around the whole of Papua, the island of Papua. And a lot of us look at Papua, Papua or Papua New Guinea, the island of Papua, and we think it's quite small because it sits no, next to, to Australia. Yeah, But Australia is so massive. Papua New, the island of Papua is actually the second largest island on earth. And also, I presume, the, uh, uh, the vagaries of the sea will be affected by oh, the, the uh, land masses being quite close to each other. That's right. I mean, look, it's shallow ocean, so it's not... The Arafia Sea. The Arafura, correct. Arafura and it, not, as, not as dangerous oceans as some, but nonetheless, all oceans are dangerous mistresses, as they say. So they're going to sail this giant canoe around the island going from village to village, reintroducing drum beats and drum patterns and learning oh, drum patterns that haven't been played or shared for, for generations. And our part of the story ends up in Papua New Guinea at the annual war canoe and drum festival. Now, this takes place in a, in a, a little village called Huhu. And, and we, we'll gather there with probably a thousand different um, canoes and drummers from all over Papua. Who's um, doing the sound? Uh, That's going to be a yeah, tuppy, yeah. I've, I've probably probably Simon Walbrook, one of my sound guys from here. Mm. He's a great musician and sound guy. I'll probably come with me as we head up there. But I'll be I'm working with a team of Papua New Guinean cameramen cool. and sound people as well who who Ari's connected us with. So yeah, so it's a wonderful film. It's called um, Araleke and the Thousand Drum Canoe. And it'll well, premiere. Is, is this supposed to be a short film? Yeah, it, 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 we'll make a longer version as well. But the oh, short, the short film will be will be premiered at the Commonwealth Games in Gold Coast, which is April next year. Right. Okay. This is assuming that the council workers aren't still on strike. <laughs> Pretty likely. <laughs> Uh, but anyway, uh, you're on Showreel, and we're talking to uh, Charlie Hill Smith about everything. <laughs> Tune in to On Screen and find out more about what's on the big and the small screen each Saturday, 11am till 12 noon on 3CR. It's a program on film, on filmmakers and on film festivals. It's called On Screen, mm, but it's on the radio, 3CR. Yeah, we're all excited. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Char- Charlie, Charlie and his family are actually moving to be closer to the uh, the films that he's in the midst of making, uh, which is a sort of a fascinating cost cultural thing to do to go to move from Australia to uh, a place closer to other parts of Asia. Mm. And the other place you've you've just told us that's an incredibly dramatic. I I can't even imagine how to whittle away. Uh, to make a short film out of the various elements you just described because it's an epic. It is an epic, and making ten, ten, a 10 minute short will be extremely difficult, but we will, we will, but you're going to make it, it. you're going to do it. You're going to make a feature as well, or taking. There's a good chance if we can get the funding, and there's a lot of excitement around the film at the moment, so hopefully we can get some extra funding through. Also, I should general. imagine that online mediums would be perfect places for some a longer. Uh, exploration of yeah. all those elements. Yeah, no, it, it's a very important statement by the Papuan people. The, Papu- the Papuan people are making a um, an anti-colonial statement. Um, they're trying to decolonise themselves. Yeah, exactly. Under 
it. Uh, but you also, although we're not going to talk very much of this because you can't divulge too many details, but mm. you're also uh, involved in a, a film in Timor-Leste. Indeed, in East Timor, Timor-Leste, that's right, the wonderful uh, uh, nation of, of East Timor. I am, I'm, I'm uh, executive producing a film up there. I've made a few films in Indonesia now. Um, and, uh, yeah, I'll get, I'll get, this has been my first chance to go to East Timor, which I'm really excited about. Um, I've heard a lot about the beautiful place and the beautiful people. It's a very poor country. Um, as your listeners will probably know, it only gained independence with a referendum back in 99. Um, one of the youngest nations on earth, one of the poorest nations on earth, and it's been very poorly treated by Australia. Um, we have colluded, corrupted, stolen, spied, and um, done everything in our power <clears throat> to try and steal their resources and make it as difficult for them as possible. Um, but I'm hoping that that attitude is changing now and that um, Australians will sort of jump on board. And, and I mean, I, I know our army has done a great job there. Oh, and um, it's quite interesting because I've uh, spoken to filmmaker uh, who made a film called uh, Drawing the Line, which mm. is exactly about Australia needing to fess up regarding the uh, – Distribution of wealth uh, around mm. natural resources in the uh, Timor Sea there, yep. uh, but uh, interestingly enough, uh, it's not the people; it's not the Australian people. It's the government, yeah, yeah. And it also the other thing that came out from talking to them is that uh, the East Timor people, right across East Timor, know all about the fact that Australia is not. Sharing properly, yeah, it doesn't like to share. So yeah. anyway, it will be interesting to find out because you're going to make a film on the ground. They're making a film on the ground, is it? That's right. Yeah, there's a bunch of bunch of guys and girls who are working over there who are making a film that, that is a contemporary story, but it mixes in a whole bunch of this historical birth of a nation type stuff. Okay, so, so it's a documentary. It's a documentary. That's so right. So we should yeah. look out for it. Yeah, it'll be out sometime next year, I expect. Um, but it's a, a very exciting. Uh, um, I'm extremely excited to be going to East Timor for the first time. I speak Indonesians, and uh, as the East Timorese do. Um, and it'll be wonderful to be able to share some experiences and get to know that that neck of the woods. Yeah, you might even learn their language as well. Yes, yes, indeed. Is, well, yeah. I, I don't think I'll have time, but I'll give it a crack. You'll give it a crack. Yeah. What's it like being an executive producer this time? So, um, yeah, look, it, it, so uh, a, an EP or an executive producer basically means a producer who's asked to come onto a project who has a group of uh, a set of skills that the project needs specifically. So it's, it's not one of the instigators or the originators of the project, but it's someone who comes in um, to sort of troubleshoot and, and help get it across the line. Um, and, and, so, and, and is that about money or is that about... Uh, it can be, yeah. A lot of executive producers come in to try and raise the money to the shortfall to try and get films finished. Or is this That's one not about... That's not my role. Sha- this is about shaping and skill sharing. Yeah, my, mine's more of a cultural thing because I've have, I have such an experience of working in Indonesia for, on and off for 30 years um, and working right throughout the archipelago there with different cultural groups. I, I can sort of bring a, a bit of that um, experience of, of cross-cultural work to the project. Did they seek you out? Yeah, they did, which was lovely. Yeah, that's quite a compliment. Really. Yeah, well, it's, it's nice, it's, it's nice to, um, to, uh, to be asked to, to join projects. Um, things are coming home to roost for you, aren't they? Yeah, it's, it's been a really busy time. and um, It's really difficult to make films in Australia. It's really difficult to make documentaries in Australia. And, and, and my um, thrust has always been social justice issues which are even more unappealing than your, than your average film. There's, there's very little economy in documentary. So it tends to be people who make them tend to be very passionate um, and, that, and they, they do it for love, not for money. 
Um, so it, it's it's a tough thing to do, but I, I love doing it. And there's so many great stories in Australia and our and, and this region to share. Um, and, and, and that that, uh, that fuels me and, and keeps me motivated. Now, it's interesting you should say that. Um, before we go on to the very last thing that you wanted to talk about, uh, I went to the uh, launch of the uh, eminent Australians calling for the end of the intervention. Uh-huh. And uh, the I overheard uh, Jeff McMullen saying, he was talking to someone else, the person who was doing Welcome to Country, he was saying, it's so funny, you know, in Australia, uh, our Ma- Martin Luther King, our people of this ilk are Mabo and uh, uh, Vincent Lagari, and yep. even to this day, their their um, their graves are desecrated. <laughs> you know how how is it that Australia is so unable to uh, deal with uh, the realities? that are around us. And like you say, th- these are the real stories. That's what he was really saying. These yeah. are the real stories of our culture. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, th- th- there's a real want by Australian community to come to terms with who we are and where we come from, but that's very difficult when you're led by peanuts. Yeah, that's right. You know, it, it's a top-down thing. Intellectually and philosophically, we need to be led by our leaders. And when you've got these right-wing halfwits running the show uh, in Sydney, uh, from Sydney, who will live in Canberra, um, it makes it very difficult for us to have a, an open conversation and to embrace our history. Yeah, that's right. These people fight it; they fight it in tooth and nail, you know. And you see it; you see it now with um, these these right wing halfwits in Canberra. They they, um, they make it very difficult for for the rest of us to get into it, to get into a debate, to open up the past, to learn our history, and to evolve into the, yeah, to the evolve. country that we should be. That's right. And we're not going to evolve until we embrace who we are. Yeah. You know, those old wounds will keep festering until we open them to the blinding light of day. Yeah. Uh, in fact, it's a little bit like the refugee issue. How much cruelty and torture can you uh, apply? Who are these people? Yeah, who are these people? You're on Solidarity... Oh, sorry, you're not on Solidarity Breakfast. You're on show... We almost were on Solidarity Breakfast, which is the Saturday show that talks about politics. We are talking politics because we're talking with uh, filmmaker Charlie Hill-Smith about his filmmaking, which is, at essence, uh, about uh, the big step leap forward, really, the the step forward in Australian cultural Mm. self-perception. Uh, now the next project that you, one of the projects that you have become uh, asked to uh, be part of, mm. which is an extension of what we've been talking about, is uh, uh, the Eelfex Festival, which is yeah. down uh, closer near um, Lake Bolac. That's right, Lake Bolac, down there in that glorious country south of the Grampians. That's exactly that right. That rich and green country with all the rainfall and the good dirt. That's exactly right. We're all yeah. yeah. That's right, and it's a it's a great festival because, of course, the eels are a, a marvel and a marvel of the nat- natural world. Yeah, <laughs> they're incredible, aren't they? The yeah. little things, and um, so yeah, the eel festival. Um, it's the twenty third to the twenty fifth of March next year, and my delightful friend Elijah McLeod has become the director. Now, he's a local boy down there. He's been away for a few years, travelling around the, the country and the, and the world. And he's he's back, and uh, he with Neil Murray, the wonderful musician from Warumpi days, yeah. and now excellent solo career man. Yeah, um, they've teamed up, and they put this festival is going to be great. Um, there's been a lot of rain down there recently, and and Elijah says that the, that Lake Bolac's looking fantastic. Um, yeah, the Eel Festival. It's it's a two day ceremony. Uh, sorry, festival. Um, they're looking to bring together um, people from all over the state. 
the lineup's looking amazing, and and this is this is what what Elijah says is that it's a, it's a thirty thousand year old gathering that is continuing on the edge of Lake Bolac with the Jabberwung. It's also people. an amazing countryside because uh, having brought being brought up around there, the whole landscape is the result of volcanic. Eruptions. Yeah, yeah, that's the last volcanic place in Australia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and it, and everything about the place. The even though a white uh, uh, European colonisation has happened, you can imagine the place because of the ebbs and the flows of the the stones, yeah. the hills, and all the rest of it. And then Beautiful. to have this split of water because yeah. all around there there are, is lakes. Yeah, uh, just lakes everywhere, and so this. Uh, festival of um and also the thing about the eels is that uh they bring uh the salt and the fresh water together which Quite. is an incredibly important uh, barrier point of uh aboriginal place of importance yes yeah it, it, it's it's amazing thing so that that's uh Jaburong country down there yeah. and this the this festival is a celebration of of the culture of those people and I think we were ter- talking earlier that the, the, the eel traps down there, the eel farming down there, which has gone on for 30,000 years, is considered to be the oldest and largest agricultural, uh, intensive agricultural pursuit on earth. Yeah, that's um, right. And we're talking about it, it supported tens of thousands of people down there. Yeah. We had full kit Aboriginal towns down there living, you know, with thousands, thousands of people. Farming in, them, basically. In each group. Yeah, full kit farming. Yeah. Full kit farming. So at the eel festival, they're going to have you're going to be able to eat eel. You're going to be able to learn how to tan eel and make eel leather. There's, there's going to be um, eel on a stick. Um, there'll be there'll be <laughs> eel is actually really really nice. And if it you is yum. Yeah. and if you come from European background, that's the same as a roll mop. That's a roll mop. That's the same flavour, is it? Yeah, yeah. That's what a roll mop is. It's eel. They reckon there'll be some young fellas there teaching um, teaching people who come along how to preserve and tan eel. Mm. There's going to be bush tucker workshops. There's going to be weaving. There's going to be language workshops. And it's also got a music festival. It has. So Neil Murray is going to be heading up the music festival with the wonderful David Bridie from My Friend the Chocolate Cake. Yep. Your listeners will probably know Bridie. He's a very active political man here in Melbourne. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's the one that produced Tullock yes. and uh, all the rest of it. Yeah, we're, That's right. We're Frank Yammer. Yeah, yeah. W- works Frank Yammer, fantastic. Works man. with Frank, yeah. Yeah. So it's going to be a cracker thing. Now they're kicking off the, the festival with a screening of Motorcot Dreaming, which and is, this is where you come in. That's where I come in. So they're having a fundraiser now. I think it was October. Did I say October the seventh? You did. October the seventh. I think it's a Saturday, and that's at the Lake Bolac Town Hall. Yep. Yeah. So Lake Bolac Town Hall on the seventh of October. There's a screening of Motorcot Dreaming, and all funds go to. Uh, Can people camp? They should be able to. They'd be able to camp for sure. Because mm. it's only it's it's not a big place. I reckon if you go, probably there's probably a Facebook page for the Eel Festival already. Yeah, so you'll be able to figure it all there. out. But it's um, be a great jaunt into the country. It's going to be it's, it's it's a two and a half hour drive. It's a great thing for, for for families if you've got kids and, and if you want to connect with Aboriginal Australia. It's a great thing. I'm going to do it every year. I'm going to try and go every year with my family mm-hmm. and learn a bit about eels, learn a bit about the local people. Um, listen to some music and camp for a couple of days un- un- under those beautiful skies. Yeah, that's right. And and that particular landscape, uh, there's nothing between you and the sky. It's a glorious place, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It's really it's quite it's quite extraordinary. Uh, so you're going off to live in other parts. You're yes. gathering your family up, and you're all we going are. to go off. We're off to Indonesia for a year. Yep. Um, and the kids are going to school there. They're in, in, they've been uh, entered into a school. They're all very excited about uh, heading off. Um, but yeah, it'll, it'll be very, uh, very different experience. And, um, you know, my kids are still quite young, so it's a good time to go and do it and, um, give them a cross-cultural experience. 
try and you know open their minds up to living with and accepting different cultures and different people, which is what it's all about, isn't it? Yeah. Thanks for coming in and having a chat. This is uh, highly exciting stuff. Thank you so much, Anne. My name is Pat Bisk. I'm a documentary filmmaker. I've made lots of films, like Rocking the Foundations, For All the World to See, Love Marriage in Kabul, uh, and many more. Show your love. Subscribe today to 3CR. That's right, do subscribe to 3CR. And if you want to get something out of subscribing to 3CR other than just listening, uh, there is going to be a film screening, which is right up our alley. That's why I've been given the the duty and the uh, happy uh, pleasure to uh, offer to you the story of Billie Jean King's 1973 victory over Bobby Riggs in the infamous tennis match Battle of the Sexes. Thursday, the 5th of October, 6.30pm. It's going to be at the Palace Westgast Cinemas, 89 High Street, Northcote. The tickets are $25 full and $20 concession. You can go to our website, 3CR, and buy uh, a ticket, or you can go and ring us up during business hours, uh, 94198377, and get your ticket and be part of the the progressive future of, of Australia. We're going to go out with a Neil Murray song, which is what we should do. And uh, coming up next is Published or Not. I've been around a lot of places But now I'm back where I started from Back to a lake in Japurong country Where the sunlight shines on fresh water Green rolling plains meet the mountains Make you catch your breath any time of year But why does this place seem so empty? Home of my spirit, but pain in my heart Painted my heart I want to tell you one thing I seek for my home In Jepperon country Sing for my home I seek for the people To come back there People not come back there I seek to be healed In Jepperon A lot of farms and houses And I see a lot of damage on that land And there's not many know what I sing for 
they must be living someplace else. Someplace else, somewhere different than me. I sing for my home in Jackwarong You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.